Good evening, Church on the Rock. I am so excited to be spending this Wednesday evening with you and worshiping with you. I just wanted to give you an update from Church on the Rock Nashville. Uh, God is still doing some amazing things, even in the midst of this crisis. Uh, financially, God has been so faithful, and I'm sure that uh, you've experienced the same thing. And I also wanted to let you know that we are purchasing our own building, our own space, and we are super excited about that. We're hopefully about to get into the renovations, uh, which I'm sure you as well know a lot about because uh, you guys are are undergoing that as well. And God is doing so many amazing things. And I just want to say thank you for all the prayers, all the, the people that are partnering, partnered with us through prayer and just and just lifting us up. It's a blessing to us and you are valued. And I just wanted you to know that tonight. Uh, this evening, I'm going to be sharing a message uh, called Guarding Your Heart. It's a uh, it's, it's, it's a series I preached. I preached this series a while back talking about guardrails, and I really want to share this message with you this evening uh, about guarding our heart and this whole idea of guardrails, because guardrails, when you think about them, or maybe you don't think about them that often, are there for our protection. They're there to help us. They're there to uh, keep us from getting into something that we don't need to get into. And I remember uh, maybe a year ago, maybe two years ago, that my wife and I were meeting my family in Branson for uh, a vacation. And, you know, just like anybody else, I put it in the GPS. I'm getting ready to go. And, and the GPS takes me away that I have never been before. I know some of you probably can relate to that, that the GPS takes me in a completely different direction. I usually go through Conway and go up that way, and it's usually really, really hilly. But this way was even worse. As we began to drive uh, through this mountainous area, it was it was just up and down, up and down. And I'll be honest with you, it was kind of, it was beautiful. There was some very beautiful scenery, but it was kind of scary at the same time. Uh, there was a lot of uh, drop-offs on the other side. And as we were coming down some of those hills, you could look to the right, and all you could see was the drop-off. There was no guardrail there. There was no protection. And it's one of those areas that it was just kind of scary in your life. You feel like you're going to drop off, and it's, it's not a good thing. And then even one point, we passed a semi-truck that had ran off in a ditch, and it's just, it's just a lot to process. But the whole idea that I want to convey to you tonight is this idea that, that God puts guardrails in our life uh, for our purpose. And let me tell you, uh, a gentleman you may have heard of, may not have heard of, he made this statement. Andy Stanley says, let me tell you that no one ever is driving down the road and is looking to wreck their car. I I'm sure you're like me. Nobody set out in the morning going to work thinking, ooh, how can I wreck? No, we don't do that. We're looking to be safe. We're looking to get where we're going. And how many of you know that whether it's at home or it's at work or during recreation, when we allow people to only see what we want them to see, sometimes we are guarding ourselves. And, that, and then when I talk about that, I'm not saying that is, is that's necessarily a good thing because so often we portray what we want people to see. We want them to see us at our best. And, and I'll be honest with you this, this evening that there's nothing wrong with being at your best, but most of us keep what's on the inside hidden from those that are around us. And some of you might say that is a, that's a guardrail. Pastor, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. But you're missing the point tonight. I'm just guarding myself. I'm guarding my heart. I've been hurt before, uh, Nick. That's, <clears throat> you don't understand. That's the guardrail I need. But the problem is that there's some things on the inside of our heart so often that we've let in that need to be dressed, addressed. Oftentimes, we're hiding what's on the inside. We're not guarded, we've not guarded our heart, and something has crept in on the inside 
We've went off the side of the cliff, and we don't want people to see our scars. We don't want people to see what we're going through. And, and if we're honest with each other, I bet, I bet that not as honest as we'd like to be, but if we're honest with each other, sometimes we're keeping things up, uh, hold up on the inside uh, because we have not dealt with them. They've been there. There have been times that I've tried to conceal my anger. I was trying to hide it on the inside, but because I didn't want people to see uh, what was on the inside, I was trying to conceal that. But then there's been times with no matter what I tried, those things would come out. They would be spilled out of me because why? It was on the inside of my heart. And that's why it's important to guard our heart. I remember several instances when I let my anger get the better of me growing up and as I got older, but I remember most, you know, time when I would throw a fit when I was a kid, my mom would tell you time and time again how, how the, you know, I had a temper growing up. And most people that know me now, they think, oh, he's laid back, he's chill, he don't, he don't ever get upset about anything. But there's times I have had my moments. I'm a very passionate person about my children, my wife. And I remember one time we were at a baseball game at my son's baseball game they were at a state tournament and it had been several years ago and we had uh there had been a game I missed and my son uh one of the players on his team had got hit the night before from a pitch and you know people were saying hey man he, he wouldn't even act like he, he didn't even act like he was sorry about it and the next day my son's pitching and, and he hits somebody with the pitch and and then the coach comes out from the other dugout, you know, and I'm like, I'm full on dad mode. I'm hopping up like, you need to go back to your dugout and leave my kid alone, you know. And and I and I, and that's that's a condensed, uh, nicer version of it. But I was I was upset about it. And the thing is, it, it, it was kind of funny later because my son's about to bat and he says, "Hey, dad, pray for me." And I'm like, "Hey, I, I don't think that's going to work right now." And and the thing is, is is we have to be careful what we allow on the inside because eventually it'll end up on the outside. And I realized tonight that that's not just a problem that I face. That's a problem that we all face, that we honestly, if we look at ourselves and really are honest with ourselves, we all deal with that. We all have the issues in our heart, the issues that all come out at different times. And sometimes you're maybe driving and you want to encourage somebody with your horn or even worse. Maybe you didn't just want to, maybe you did it. Or maybe you've just got bad news from the doctor's office and it could have been prevented if the doctor would have just done these tests earlier and you let the doctor have a piece of your mind. We all have moments in our life where things come out and we're wondering, where in the world did that come from? Why am I acting this way? But I'll be honest with you tonight. I believe if we're honest with ourselves, we know where it came from. We, we live with ourselves day in and day out, and I believe in our hearts, we know that maybe we don't want to admit, but there were some things in our heart that we didn't guard our heart, and it crept into our heart, and it came out in a time of anger, a time of frustration. That's why the scripture teaches us in our key verse tonight in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, it says this, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. I'm going to read that just one more time. Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. If I had one point, one, one thing I wanted you to take away tonight is this. I want you to, to write this down. If you don't address the issues of your heart in private, they will eventually be on display in public. If you don't address the issues of your heart in private, they will eventually be on display in public. 
If you're sitting next to your neighbor and, and you know it's the truth, you can nudge them tonight and tell them as you're watching, saying, hey, he's talking to you. But of course, you know, we, we need to have common sense. We don't need to just let everybody in our life. And we don't need to have those unhealthy relationships, those things that we're dealing with. When I say guard your heart, I'm not talking about things that destroy us externally, but rather I'm talking about things that affect us internally. I want to discuss things that are internal that only you and God can deal with. The doctor feel or nobody else is going to be able to sit down with you and help you. It's going to take you getting along with God and having an encounter with God and letting him correct the issue in your heart. I want to read you another passage. between. There's a conversation happening between Jesus and the Pharisees in Matthew verses 15, 1 through 20. I want to read this passage to you tonight. It's a rather lengthy passage, so bear with me. It says this, Then some Pharisees and teachers of the law came to Jesus from Jerusalem and asked, why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? They don't wash their hands before they eat? Jesus replied, And why do you break the command of God for the sake of your tradition? For God said, Honor your father and mother. And anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death. But you say that if anyone declares that what <clears throat> might have been used to help their father or mother is devoted to God, they are not to honor their father or mother with it. Thus you nullify the word of God for the sake of your tradition. You hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. And verse 8 says, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. These people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. And Jesus called the crowd to him and said, Listen and understand. What goes into someone's mouth does not defile them, but what comes out of their mouth, that is what defiles them. The disciples came to him and asked, do you know what the Pharisees were offended? Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this? Verse 13 says, he replied, every plant that my heavenly father has not planted will be pulled up by the roots. Leave them, they, they are blind guides, and if the blind lead the blind, both will fall into the pit. Peter said, explain the parable to us. Verse 16 says, are you still so dull? Jesus asked him, don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and out, then out of the body? And I want you to make note of verse 18 through 20 here. But then the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the where? The heart. The things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart, and these defile them. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, and slander. These are what defile a person, but eating with unwashed hands do not or does not defile them. The Pharisees were looking on the outward appearance. They were looking at the external things like I was talking about just a moment ago. They were looking at the things from the outside and how things looked on the outside. And Jesus was describing the issue, the root of the problem. And that's the thing. In our lives so often, that's what Jesus does. He goes straight to the root of the problem and deals with our heart. And we don't like it oftentimes because why? It's uncomfortable. When Jesus begins to put his finger on things in our life and begins to point out things, we don't like it because it is uncomfortable. And our churches have so often, how, how, how much church attendance and Christian activities preoccupy the believer today? Isn't it amazing how much that preoccupies us today with things that we assume, as Christians, we assume that these things please God. 
yet uh, we don't ever really minister oftentimes to people that are dealing with spiritual issues or they're desperately in need of a, of a God in their world. It's so easy to become consumed with Christianity, what it should look like. I grew up in church my whole life, and I have a good idea of what church should look like. Maybe you did too. Maybe you grew up in church, and you know what church should look like. You know how to when to raise your hands, what song, or, or you know when to do this, or when to kneel in prayer, or whatever it is. Maybe you know how what you think church is supposed to look like, what Christianity is supposed to look like. But so often in the middle of that, we forget to guard our heart from what really offends the heart of God. The Pharisees in this passage were confronted by Jesus about eating with dirty hands. You may question me this morning by, or this evening rather by saying, uh, well, Pastor Nick, what does this have to do with guarding your heart? The issue at hand with that they were dealing with between Jesus and the Pharisees was a physical one. It was a, a physical nature. They were concerned about how things looked on the outside. And Jesus, once again, was addressing what was wrong in their heart. Jesus confronted their issues with his words. That should give us pause as well. What is Jesus confronting in my life? What is Jesus confronting in your life? It's easy to point out everybody else's flaw without looking at our own. It's easy for me to try to make sure that all the things you see look good on the outside. The conversation with Jesus was offensive to the Pharisees, and one commentator even made the observation that they may not have even stayed for the whole sermon. They may have went home. They may have left because they were offended. But we have to ask ourselves this evening, are we the same? When, when, when God begins to point out something in your life, in my life, how do we deal with it? Have we let our guard rails down? Is our heart guarded? Or have we ignored the command we are given? This evening, I want to give you four things. This won't take an awful long time tonight, but I want to give you four things that uh, these emotions, these things of the heart, when we begin to sense them, our conscience should begin to, to uh, like a, a bell ringing, saying something's not right, something's not right. You need to address this issue. They should cause us, these four things, to pause and look inward to see what's really going on in the inside of our heart. These things are guilt. Their anger, it's greed, and jealousy. Now, these are just a few things, but I believe they're big ones that I want to address tonight. And we're going to start with guilt tonight. We're going to start uh, with these ideas of what I believe we need to guard our heart from. And the first is guilt. The idea of guilt says this. It says, I owe you. I owe you something because I took something from you. In response to guilt, we should be willing to confess Confess to the person, bring it to light. But so often, uh, guilt is, is easier to hide. It's easier to just, to just not deal with it. When we feel guilt, it's so easy to, to just want to push it to the side. And sometimes, as I said earlier, it feels, it feels easier just to say, I'll just, I'll just stay away for a while. But those things have invaded our heart, and it shouldn't be there, and we need to confess it and move on. Does that mean that there won't be consequences for the guilt we feel? No, there's probably going to be consequences. But the thing is, is, is we release ourselves, we release our heart whenever we guard our heart from that. When we let it go and we give it back to God, when we confess, we release that. The second thing is anger. Anger says this. Anger says that you owe me. 
you hurt me. You took something from me. Anger is a tough one, especially when you feel like somebody owes you something. And I'm sure there's plenty of people watching tonight that you say, well, I know what you're talking about. I felt angry about this. I felt frustrated about this because I felt like this should have went this way and it didn't. And I was angry and I was frustrated. They're walking free as a bird. The people that you're mad at, that you're angry at, they're walking free as a bird, yet you're trapped in the cage that you had intended to trap them with your anger. Why do you get to that place? It's because we didn't guard our heart. It's because we didn't keep our heart guarded from the things that God warned us about. Let me tell you tonight that when I say, uh, when I talk about guarding our heart from angry or being angry with it, that doesn't mean that you won't ever get angry. That doesn't mean that you won't ever have feelings of frustration. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 26 through 27 says this. It says, be angry and do not sin. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. In verse 27 it says, and give no opportunity to the devil. It doesn't mean that you won't be upset. It doesn't mean that you won't be angry. It doesn't mean that you won't have feelings of frustration. It's just the thing is, is when we become angry, we're not to sin. We're not to go out. We're to guard our heart from letting it get to that place. Anger that causes sin has built up over time. And the thing is, is when it comes out, it, that's the issue. It's because it's built up and it's built up. As I talked about earlier, the things that you don't deal with on the inside, eventually they're going to become public on the outside. Paul continues and tells us what will happen if, in verse 27 to us if we don't deal with this issue. You're given opportunity to the devil. You're given place to the enemy. So in response to the anger that you feel on the inside, you need to forgive. It's an easy thing to say. It's a hard thing to do sometimes, to forgive. Forgive the person who owes you. The person that owes you, the person that did you wrong, forgive them today. Let it go. Let it Let it just just. Forget about it. Be free. Let them off the hook. Forgive, release, and bless them. The third thing is this. It's greed. So we talked about the idea of guilt. We've talked about the idea of anger that we need to guard our heart from. And the third thing is that we need to guard our heart from greed. Greed says this. It says, I owe me. It's very prevalent in our nation today, in our world today. The greed is the assumption that it's all for my consumption. Greed is the assumption that it's all for my consumption. We live in a world that is full of greed and tells us to look out for who? Tells us to look out for number one. And Who's number one? I'm number one. Why shouldn't I look out for myself? In the kingdom of God, let me tell you that in the kingdom of God, it's other first. I'm to prefer my brother. I'm to prefer my sister. Not, it's not me first. It's you first. And greed says, me, 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 me. But God says, what about them? In response to greed, is we, we, we all probably dealt with it. Some, I'm, not no, I'm no stranger to the same, the same things. I'm not, uh, I'm not immune to the same things that you deal with. The thing is, is I've had to deal with this in my own life. If greed becomes part of your heart, it's really hard to get rid of it. But in response to greed, you want me to tell you how to overcome that greed, how to guard your heart from greed, become a giver. Be somebody that gives. And I'm not just talking about from a financial standpoint. Sure, give financially too. But I'm just saying be a give of yourself. A giving heart is not a greedy heart. 
Become a generous giver. No strings attached, no score. Not sitting here wondering when so-and-so is going to give this back or when so-and-so is going to do that. Be a giver. And the fourth thing is this, is jealousy. So we've talked about the idea of, of guilt, anger, of greed, and now jealousy. Jealousy says this. It says, life owes me. Someone else got what or who that I deserve. You ever been jealous? I guarantee you have a person watching this, this, this uh, video this evening has dealt with jealousy. I've dealt with jealousy. You've dealt with jealousy. But, you know, you've probably been there when you, you've been jealous, and, and, and some of us won't be honest about it, but we've all been there. We've all dealt with it. Some of us ended up with a job. Some, someone ended up with a job that you thought that you were supposed to have. Somebody ended up with a, a house that you thought, man, I was surely going to be able to get that. The truck that you wanted. And I'll go a step further. Maybe they married the person you thought that you were going to marry. And you're jealous and you still, you, ha you have to guard your heart from these things. Jealousy says life owes me. That kind of stuff will infect your heart. But how do we over overcome jealousy? This is going to be a hard one for you tonight. This, out of all of them, I'm wondering if this may not be the hardest one of them all. But how do we overcome jealousy? We learn to celebrate other people. Write them a note. Compliment them on their very thing that you are jealous of. It's going to be hard, but it's doable. When we bump into these four things, whether it's guilt or anger or greed or jealousy, when we bump into these guardrails, I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to us in our life that we need to pay attention. We need to look out. They are alerting us. The Holy Spirit is alerting us to danger. It's just like this alarm. I can see this red siren going off, alarm saying, danger, danger, danger. Ignore these warning signs and regret will be waiting on the other side. That's one another quote from Andy Stanley. Regret, regret will be waiting. Regret will be waiting on the other side. There's a cliff that you will fall off of if you don't adhere to these guardrails. You're dealing with these issues because you didn't guard your heart. Again, this point, I want you to take it home with you tonight, is this. If you don't address the issues of your heart in private, they will eventually be on display in public. You and I must guard our heart. I read a, a story one time of two monks that were uh, walking through the countryside, and, and they were on their way to another village, and, and during this process, to, they were bringing crops to this other village. They came across a, an older woman that was sitting at the edge of the river, and she was upset because of the fact that there was no bridge and she couldn't get across. So the first monk says, hey, we'll carry you across if you would like. Thank you, the lady said, gratefully and accepting their help. She or he and the other monk put their arms together and they, they lifted her up and they carried her across. And when they got to the other side, the, the, the lady left and went their way and the the first and second monk, they continued to walk on their way. And after a while of walking, about another mile or so, the second monk began to complain. Look at my clothes, he said. They're filthy from carrying the woman across the river. And my back still hurts from lifting her. I can feel it getting stiff. The first monk just smiled and he nodded his head. 
A few more miles up the road, the second monk griped again. My back is, is hurt. It's so bad. It's all because we had to carry that woman across the river. I can't go any further because of the pain. The first monk looked down at his partner, now lying on the ground, and he says, have you wondered why I'm not complaining? The monk asked, he says, your back hurts because you are, listen to this, you're still carrying the woman, but I set her down five miles ago. So often in our life, do we not do that with our heart? We're carrying something that God never intended us to carry. We let our guard down from our heart. And we're carrying something that was not intended for us to carry. I believe that we would all live a much more enjoyable life if we would understand this principle to learn, as Proverbs said, to guard our heart. When we start to bump into these things, I promise you, if, if you'll listen and you'll begin to be sensitive, the Holy Spirit will begin to speak to you. He'll begin to warn you. He'll let you know that you need to go in the opposite direction. If you don't address the issues of your heart in private, they will eventually be on display in public. We need to stop carrying things that are, are no longer a part of our lives anymore and let them go and, and guard our heart from them. Don't let them in. Don't let guilt and anger and greed and jealousy reside in your heart because it's not biblical for you to have those in your heart. Guard your heart. There's, you know, there, I saw this so much growing up when I was a young man. I saw it time and time again. or It, it, it seems as though this resonates with me in my mind. It, there would be people that would come in and they would, they would pray for change in their life and they would leave. This, and they would, they, within days, they would be the same. Is they just the same as when they left? And God wanted to change them. But I, I use this illustration so often is they would bring a, they would bring a, uh, their, all, their, their problem to the Lord, and they would pray, and they would cry out to God, and say, God, would you please take this from me? And when they left, they would stick it in their back pocket and walk away with it and, and wouldn't leave it at the feet of the cross. Guard your heart. God wants to take it from you. There's two people that are watching tonight. There's either those that have guarded your heart and those that have not guarded your heart. If you're watching tonight, you're in, you're in one of the two camps. You've either guarded your heart or you're not. You've not guarded your heart. And I want to pray for you this evening because I believe that God can help you. Maybe you've tried to guard your heart, and as we discussed earlier, and you've left things at the foot of the cross but picked them back up. Or maybe you're watching this tonight and you're struggling with things that are trying to overtake you, and maybe you once had your guard up and now your guard is down. You need to re-engage with the Lord. So I want to pray for you tonight. Father, I just lift up every person. Under the sound of my voice, God, this, this, this maybe they, they've let things creep into their lives. This doesn't belong there. God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, there would be a sense of your Holy Spirit guiding and directing them in the next hour, days, and weeks to come. There would be a sense of your presence, God, that whenever they, they begin to step into things that, aren't you, that, that, would, that would infect their heart, God, they begin to sense you pulling them in the other direction. God, I thank you for that. God, I thank you for those, Lord, that, uh, are trying so hard. I pray you give them continued strength, Lord, as they pursue you. Lord, I thank you for it tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.
you are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. with us and worshiping with us. We hope you have a great week and we'll see you this weekend.